Does this quote sound familiar? Yo, why they have to do me like that? Like, I got kids. Hashtag dad bod season. And then the Kelsey brothers replied from their podcast account to that particular quote with something a lot um, of us guys have seen on various memes with various athletes. This is the ideal male body. You may not like it, but this is what peak performance looks like. And then E! News had a video titled, Patrick Mahomes defends his, quote, dad bod in viral shirtless video. And then Matt Miller wrote on X, you and Jason Kelsey doing more for dad bods than anyone in history, doing the Lord's work. So I'm Jeff Ash, certified nutritionist, personal trainer, intuitive eating coach, and creator of the Non-Diet Companion app, and you're listening to the Non-Diet Companion podcast. So if you follow the NFL, which is American football for my foreign listeners, you undoubtedly know the names Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. And that initial quote in the opening of this particular episode was from Patrick Mahomes uh, after a particular video went viral of him shirtless. Now, Tom Brady is currently considered the GOAT, you know, greatest of all time, with seven Super Bowl wins, with the still young Patrick Mahomes already talked about kind of as a potential contender for that title by the time he reaches the end of his career. You know, both have been talked about in the media in ways that have nothing to do with their out-of-this-world legendary athletic abilities. You know, over the years, people have commented on Brady and his kind of average-looking guy body and physique. You know, we've seen pics of, over the years, of him shirtless at the beach, uh, looking basically like a lot of us mere mortals, right? So much is said about his appearance when the guy had over 20 years in the league, able to take Mack truck-like hits from men nearly twice his size, you know, game after game after game, year after year after year, popping right back up to his feet to continue playing. Now, if you've followed the news and social media lately, you've undoubtedly seen the shirtless pics of like Jason Kelsey celebrating his brother Travis's performance on the field as the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Buffalo Bills in that playoff game. And maybe you've seen the, the, the viral pics of Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes and his, quote, dad bod that I referenced in that initial quote. You know, while, while I have a different emphasis for this episode, I do want to acknowledge the stark contrast in how the media and society does talk about men's and women's bodies. You know, in both instances, Kelsey and Mahomes have not been insulted or degraded in, in even remotely the same way that celebrity women most definitely would be for showing, you know, jiggly belly or one that wasn't perfectly flat or toned. But that's for another time, another episode, or, or else this would probably turn into a four-hour episode. And I doubt any of you would hang around to listen to that because I'm just not, uh, you know, I'm not Joe Rogan, right? So what I do want to touch on are the subtle ways that, that men's insecurities and body image concerns show through in times like these. You know, since I don't know any of the people involved personally, I can't really comment on what's going on in their, you know, their individual heads. But I can tell you what male clients, friends, my own mind, you know, personally have shared and experienced over the years. You know, my guess is that these same 
kinds of issues spill over into these athletes and other celebrities, just like they do the rest of us, you know, maybe even more because of the additional scrutiny that they endure on a daily basis, you know, just based on that particular quote from Mahomes in there, you know, yo, why you got to do me like this? It's implying that that was a negative showing him in a view, in a light, in a position that, uh, kind of highlighted a particular aspect of his body that he probably is somewhat self-conscious about just based on that response. So I had three different areas that I wanted to touch on in this episode. First off, I just wanted to start by talking about how men struggle with body image too. You know, the, the dad bod is a seemingly lighthearted, affectionate term that's come to describe the, the body of a man who has a bit of extra fat around the waist, you know, not much in the way of maybe visible muscle definition, not looking particularly fit or athletic, basically what many would describe as an average-looking, relatively kind of healthy dad, right? You know, us guys often embrace it on the outside, openly acknowledging our dad bod, and we might laugh about it, maybe make a few cracks about various parts of our body, uh, using that kind of self-deprecating humor. That's typically, typically how we approach that, right? You know, we play it off like it doesn't really bother us at all, that we don't really care about our appearance in the same way that women do. And that's just kind of, you know, the, the typical guy approach to doing that. But, you know, really inside, when you take off that mask, uh, you may be uncomfortable with the way your body appears. I know that th- th- a lot of the guys I work with, probably all of them, at some point or another have expressed that that body dissatisfaction. You may be self-conscious about the way that your belly sticks out in a side view, kind of maybe the way your love handles appear in a particular shirt or the appearance of your chest, you know, whether it's too small or too big, but not in a muscular way too big, you know. Uh, I know this because, like I said, I hear these kinds of comments all the time in groups of men that I work with in my men's group and with my private coaching clients, and then in other fitness communities where just large groups of men interact with each other. You see it in pictures that men take where they suck in their gut and do things to make their chest pop out, you know, pop out front more in, in an effort to achieve like this, this slimmer, more muscular look. It's just like women turning their bodies, hunching over, sticking their chin out, requesting a higher camera angle, you know, all those little tricks that uh, that women often do in in photographs to appear slimmer us guys have those tendencies do uh, also and uh, it's really fascinating to see that it's unfortunate too you know what i've heard from a lot of us guys is that they don't feel comfortable talking about these concerns because it's seen as weak and soft to express those kinds of struggles you know with anything from an emotional or psychological perspective but especially body image concerns you know that's a girl thing right but but it's not it's a human thing it's a human condition and it's something that can and does really have a powerful impact on you know, on the lives of countless men you know whether you're a man or or someone with men or boys in your life understand this you know according to one study in particular over 90% of men struggle in some way with body dissatisfaction and negative effect. Uh, that's negative opinions of, of, their, of themselves or negative emotions and thoughts towards their body. And this comes from a study that was done by Kasten Gway, probably pronounced that wrong, but, uh, and, and their colleagues in 2014. So that's a, 
That's a 10-year-old study. Based on the impact of social media on everyone in this area, it's, it's likely even higher than that now. And as I said, every, every man who I've ever worked with has expressed some kind of dissatisfaction with their body. I know I struggle with that at times myself. Um, I struggled with it when I had visible abs and popping veins from my abs after doing a a bodybuilding.com challenge years ago and basically getting as shredded and lean as possible. I remember feeling good and confident at my leanest where I felt absolutely terrible with no energy because I'd been starving myself and then, you know, to take the before and after pictures. And then as soon as I started putting on a little bit more body fat back on, getting healthy again, getting that energy built back up, noticing that difference and, and having those negative thoughts and feelings start popping up because of the, the image that I had in my mind prior to that. It's, it's amazing how our minds work and how detrimental that, that mindset can be. <clears throat> so the next section I wanted to touch on but is this. You know, it's, it's a problem apart from the impact that it may have on the individual. So, you know, think about those comments that Mahomes made. So you know, this is nothing against him. I mean, he's just... He seems like a cool guy. He was responding how I think many of us really would. Uh, you know, jokingly, he said, yo, why do you have to do me like that? And, you know, in reference to this kind of what we would think of as an unflattering photo angle. And, you know, unflattering, of course, in our culture, basically means making someone look less slim, right? This, this immediately draws attention to the appearance of his waistline. And while he may not have any personal issues, again, you know, I, don't, I don't know what's going on in his mind. He may seriously have no issues in that area. Cool. I hope that's the case for him. But, you know, there are plenty of people who would see his belly, wish theirs was lean, was that lean, maybe hear those, you know, while joking, you know, still negative comments, and then internalize that toward their own body. You know, the media pushes it and amplifies it even more. And that's why it can be problematic, even if it's not at the individual level and why it's worth considering how we how we talk about our bodies and how we express some of those jokes. You know, it, uh, it, it's easy to take it to the extreme and say never, never crack a joke and, <laughs> and, you know, always watching out for every little word that comes out of our mouth. But I think there is something to be said for being mindful of how the kinds of comments that we make toward our own body, even if maybe we don't have those issues, might be taken by another person who is listening to those comments. You know, the same with um, Jason Kelsey's certain or shirtless picks, you know, uh, and all the, the talk about his appearance. You know, he's arguably the greatest center, you know, his position in football in the history of the NFL, playing near the peak of his athletic career now. Yes, he's kind of at the tail end there, but he's still at an elite level. The guy's an absolute beast on the field, strong, fast, powerful, able to plow over other incredible athletes like they were little children. And yet the comments are about his body as if we should be surprised that a body like his belongs to an elite athlete. And that's, that's what's really fascinating with a lot of these comments too. And I think what stands out to me a lot is that we're almost shocked. I'm not, as a, as a personal trainer and someone who understands how the body changes like this and, and the impact of being super lean for most people. You know, again, some people can be super lean and, and at the peak of their performance. But it's fascinating how many people are just almost surprised that that the most elite of elite athletes aren't all ripped and shredded or something like that. It's 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 really interesting. But in any case, you know, people seem to be surprised when 
when they don't have that look, when they don't look the part, when they don't have that fit look. We often see this in with, with average everyday people too, where we make judgments about people's uh, level of fitness or their eating habits or their, whether they're lazy or that kind of thing based on the appearance of their body. You know, most people are not at their peak performance when looking like a fitness model on the cover of a magazine. In fact, that look is almost always a look only attainable through starvation, dehydration, lighting, camera angles, spray tans, that kind of thing. You know, those guys on magazine covers, many of them have zero libido at that point. Their T is so low because of what they've been going through to get that particular look, that they're not the virile picture of manly health that the media would try to convince you they are. Probably not going to be pleasing anyone in the bedroom anytime soon. And you hear this from bodybuilders, you hear this from fitness models all the time, that most people, in order to get that lean, have to go to such extremes. It's not healthy. But yet that's what's promoted to us as the picture and the model of health. So, you know, back to my point about the the impact on others. You know, Mahomes is probably not going to be going on any crash diet to lean out after those comments, right? He's likely going to continue doing what he does to play at the level he does. He has trainers around him, coaches, nutritionists, dietitians, all of those things around him to make sure that he's performing at his peak, even if he does have some internalized uh, things going on. We don't know. Again, we don't know what's going on there, so I'm not even going to try and speculate or comment on that. But, you know, others who hear those comments uh, can be impacted negatively by that. You know, us average guys who hear the comments about his body that looks, quote, better, you know, at least according to the thin ideal, than ours may think we need to do something about it. Uh, You know, keep in mind that the term dad bod implies something that I think a lot of us miss. Why would a dad end up with a body that doesn't look like a ripped, single, carefree, gym-going, Magic Mike-type guy, right? Why would a dad end up with a body that doesn't look like that? Well, because we have those additional responsibilities now that we have kids. Uh, We're running kids around. We're doing those things. You know, we're married now. Maybe we don't care as much about our body. So there's all of these different implications that go along with that term dad bod. The implication is that we let ourselves go to an extent, at least, uh, you know, a little. But but the more fat, the less muscular we are is really an indication of just how far we've let ourselves go. So it's it's ludicrous the way that that um, that our society and that our that the the media pushes this narrative on us. It's and, and that's very problematic. Of course, we see that with women too. So again, I'm not I'm not trying to single out that or, or make it sound like men are the ones getting the brunt of this because or I just want to focus our attention today on this particular area of this conversation. You know, this mindset leads to a lot of men to pursue changes in response to this. You know, often it's quite noble as far as the reasons for it. It's for health, to be available to our families, to be a good steward of the body that we have, you know, all those kinds of things. But it's often really misguided uh, when the implication is that the indicator of success in those areas is the size and appearance of your body can really lead to some problematic behaviors. So while your, your main goal may not be aesthetic or appearance related, when we start to equate a, a specific appearance or look 
with a level of health or a level of dedication to caring for our body, that's where that, those problematic um, attitudes and mindsets can come in. And the, the final point that I want to make is that these problematic behaviors can also have downstream effects. So if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I've got a dad bod, or you're thinking in those terms, you, because you're a dad, right? You're a dad who has a dad bod because you have the body of a dad, so thus you have a dad bod. What are these problematic behaviors? Well, under eating at times is something that leads to binge eating or other problematic eating at other times. Did, did you know that one of the number one driving factors in binge eating or uh, excessive overeating is actually undereating? Yes, most people who struggle with binge eating or that those late night evening overeating occasions or, or just times where you feel like you're kind of out of control with your eating to some extent, it has some kind of restriction and undereating that's actually going on and driving that those behaviors. It's often a response to biological needs being unmet and then the body responding with that drive. Now, we'll talk about more of that in a future episode. Again, I don't want to make this episode go on and on for, for too long, so we'll just leave it there. But understand that that's one of the big driving factors. Another is the moralizing of food and groups of foods. You know, seeing foods as good or bad in and of themselves. Are some foods more nourishing for our bodies? Well, of course. I mean, that's, that's just facts. But all foods can and do have their place in our lives. You know, when we unnecessarily restrict or remove certain foods that we personally enjoy, it tends to make them even more appealing and often leads to, you know, feelings of guilt or shame when we do eat them, you know, when we've told ourselves or committed to not eating them. Uh, I see this all the time in in various fitness groups and that kind of thing where people will say, oh, I fell off the wagon as if they started drinking again after being sober for a while or they started using drugs again after being clean for a while. You know, that, that same kind of mindset goes in when they ate a cookie or when they had an energy drink, when they had sworn off of these things. You know, this, this can have such a negative impact on our overall relationship with food and our body. But keep this in mind too, when I talk about those downstream effects. So guys with dad bods, of course, as I pointed out, that's all of you who are dads, regardless of the size or shape of your body, by the way, uh, you have little eyes watching you. Maybe they're a little bigger now, maybe they're teenagers, maybe they're young adults. But in any case, you have those those little eyes watching you and listening to you. Well, I guess the eyes aren't listening to you. They're little ears. But anyway, they're watching your eating habits. They're listening to how you talk about your body and the foods you eat. You know, these negative attitudes towards certain foods and certain body sizes and shapes are often contributing factors to the development of eating disorders in children, or at the very least, you know, the development of those same issues that you find yourself struggling with in your own body today. You know, helping our kids develop a, a neutral view about bodies and foods should be a goal, I think, for all of us. If our true end goal is to have healthy, body-confident kids who grow up to appreciate and view their bodies and, and other people's bodies as instruments rather than ornaments to, you know, to where that focus is put on function over appearance. And I think that all of us can attest and could could really get on board with this idea 
that wouldn't it be nice if you didn't have to worry about the appearance of your body, that you could focus more on its function and living and enjoying your life and how you're uh, able to interact with the world around you and how your body allows you to do that rather than focused on how it appears. You know, even, even if you have a strong value that values appearance and how you present yourself, I think most of us really, when it comes down to it, we would like to not have to think about that as much as we do. So I hope that that's given you a few things to think about. I know I didn't necessarily provide any how-tos in this episode. Uh, when I initially started putting it together, I kind of planned to provide you know, a few actionable tips because I, I do like to do that. But sometimes I, I think it can be just really helpful to simply bring awareness to a topic, you know, provide a few points to, to ponder and consider, let you come to your own conclusions and how you might maybe act on those realizations within the context of your own life and your own value system, that kind of thing. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic and kind of what you heard today on this episode. So feel free to drop me a DM on Instagram at intuitive.eating.min or even better, uh, you might download my non-diet companion app and join one of the villages where you can actually ask questions and interact with others away from the distractions of social media, which is one of those things that drives so many of these problematic uh, attitudes, right? Uh, but uh, one of the other things you can do when you're a part of one of those villages is join in one of the live weekly group Zoom calls for some face-to-face -face time. So not only can you interact via text in a, uh, in a nice chat sort of format, again, away from social media, but you can get that face-to-face -face group call, uh, one or more even, e each week all as part of uh, using the Non-Diet Companion app. So you can learn more about this amazing option at nondietcompanion.com. So until next time, remember it's almost always more important to put our effort into how we eat rather than the specifics of what we eat.